his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Chris, let me paint a picture for you. You're on your way home from work. Maybe you had a rough day at the office. Something's just not right. Tough day, right? You get to a stoplight, you turn your head, and you see something we've all seen. The dog with its head hanging out of the car next to you. Its tongue out, just living its best life. What would that do to your mood? Well, first of all, let's clear things up. There are obviously no bad days here at Something Offbeat, but if I was down about something, that dog would definitely make me smile. That is one of our producers, Chris Blake. I'm Mike Rogers. This is Something Offbeat. And Mike, we're bringing this up because there was an animal welfare bill filed in Florida by Senate Minority Leader Lauren Book. It included provisions like banning the declawing of cats, limiting cosmetic animal testing, and preventing dogs from being tied up outside for long periods of time. But it also included a ban on dogs riding in a car with their heads out the window. That last part was removed from the original bill. The amended version was introduced in early March. It has not yet seen a floor vote. But it all got us to thinking, what's the harm in letting your dog do this? To answer that question, I spoke with Dr. Melissa Bain, a professor of medicine and epidemiology at the Cal Davis School of Veterinary Medicine. Let's start with the part of the bill that was removed. This is the part that could rob us of one of our favorite sites on the roads. What was the reasoning in the first place for banning a dog from hanging its head out of a car window? It can be a safety issue if a dog's head is hanging outside the window. Certainly things can fly into their facers and they can jump out. So there are, I can see their concerns. I certainly can see their concerns, but I'm just wondering how they would enforce it and, and for dogs as well as perhaps kids. Is there any kind of biological reason? I mean, do dogs just have that instinct? Because we've all had that happen. You're in the car and the dog just, you roll down the window and they stick their head out. Why do they do that? Probably because it feels good and they can enjoy the, the breeze on their face, probably just like uh, we have convertibles. We enjoy the, the wind blowing in our hair if we have a convertible as well. It could potentially be due to motion sickness, and there, I know no studies out there looking at why dogs put their heads out of their windows. But like people, when they get car sick, having a window roll down and fresh air blowing on their face can help with uh, decreasing some of the nausea. You know, I have to tell you, that did not work with my four-year-old daughter when we were driving up the coastal highway in California. A uh, little twisty turny. That was our tease. Just roll down the window and get a little fresh air on your face. You'll be fine. It didn't work out, no. <laughs> 
as for the dog's sense of smell in general, is so much more keen than it is in a human being. Does that change the way dogs experience the world? There's some conflicting evidence out there. So there are more receptors in the nose of dogs, they think, related to the sense of smell. And the human sense of smell has always been downplayed that we can't smell anything. But there's actually some research, if humans are trained and given the opportunity to detect odors, they can actually improve quite a bit their ability to detect odors. I thought that was fascinating. But dogs do rely on the sense of smell probably more than humans do for our survival. How much more keen is it than a human? 10 times, 100 times? It varies, and the research varies. That's why I, I can't really put a number on it. I've seen 10 times, I've seen 100 times, I've seen 10,000 times. So depending on the type of odor, like there's certain odors that humans can smell or react to that dogs necessarily don't. I think one I read a couple days ago was humans can smell bananas, but dogs necessarily can't. The smell of bananas can be a polarizing subject. Really? I was not aware of that. Please elaborate. Well, I had a coworker at my first job. He's still one of my good friends to this day. He was at our wedding uh, who just hated the smell of bananas so much so that if you put a banana peel in a trash can anywhere remotely near his desk, he could tell almost immediately. You know, now that you mention it, I had a coworker exact same thing with bananas and this same coworker, he also couldn't stand the smell of ketchup. So once when he got up to go take a bathroom break, I tore open one of those fast food ketchup packets and I spread a very thin film of ketchup on the microphone, just just rubbed it on there. He came back, he put on his headsets, he leaned into that mic and he said, drove him crazy. We won't tell anybody in engineering that you put food on one of the microphones. And I think we all know that dogs have a much better sense of smell than we do. What about the other senses? Yeah, so their vision is very good as well, given that they hunt, they rely a lot on movement. So if, if something is quite stationary, they're not necessarily going to be as reactive to that versus if that thing is moving. Whereas humans, it seems, don't have to have movement to necessarily perceive something in the distance. So they could, there could be a squirrel sitting quietly, just sitting there, and a dog necessarily won't pick up on that until it moves. Well, the senses aside, though, the, the way we interact with our pets, it has changed over the years, right? Certainly, our relationship with pets has evolved with society. And I'm not necessarily sure that our attachment is any stronger, but I think just expectations of our pets has changed. So when I was a kid, uh, my grandma lived with us, and one time my mom heard my grandma's dog growling at me, and it said, of saying, you know, bad dog, she says, what are you doing to Maggie? <laughs> what are you doing to the dog? Nowadays, if a kid approaches the dog while they're eating, they're like, well, bad dog, the dog should accept that. So our expectations have changed, I think, over time. Do we uh, sometimes treat our pets more like children than animals? I sometimes like it when my clients say I treat my, my dog like a child. So I'm like, oh, so does your child have a curfew? Does your child have rules? Do you, are you consistent with your children? I've been burned. Like, oh, no, my kid doesn't have a curfew. So I've been burned on those questions sometimes. But, you know, treating them like a child, I, I guess, is when they ask that, what, what does that mean? Does it mean consistency, predictability, or does that mean that your dog gets to go play t-ball or something like that? So I think our relationship has changed. We've become more um, 
urbanize over the many years and we don't live in multi-generational homes, we have pets as sort of a, a not a replacement, but as an additional a living being to connect with. What about cats? Do you deal with cats as much as you deal with dogs? And how is our relationship with them different? So historically, cats don't present a veterinarian as a general rule, as, as uh, high numbers as dogs do, and often related to the fact that cats really don't like going to the veterinary clinic, and others realize that. But our relationship with cats is sometimes the expectations are different, and sometimes expectations are greater than what a cat should be able to handle. So a lot of people understand, say for a dog, when visitors come to the house, oh, my dog should be able to greet everybody, should be able to hang out. And for the cat owners, like, yeah, my cat went in the back bedroom. And yeah, that's okay. So expectations like that are different. But also sometimes we don't understand what cats need. Cats need space. They need control. Uh, they need a place to eliminate in their litter boxes. They need that clean. So sometimes our expectations are like, oh, I just put a cat in the house and we're good. But the more we start realizing what cats need behaviorally, we're starting to realize, yeah, we're not doing really good by them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I mean, dogs are so gregarious. They're so welcoming when someone comes into the house. They love to meet other people. Cats are just, like you said, they're very aloof. Going to retreat back to the bedroom. Yeah, and worried. Not so much aloof, but probably scared. So, you know, these big, you know, people come into the house that they don't know and they're reaching for them. They're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go hide. And and it's for cat owners. Like, yeah, well, the cat goes and hides. So it's okay for that cat owner to let their, to let their cat go and hide. But if a dog owner, if the dog wanted to go hide, the dog owners are less likely to accept that. They're like, well, my dog has to be out here. So the expectations of dogs are often greater in needing, quote unquote, needing to meet these people. I'm going to put you on the spot here real quick. So are you a dog or a cat person? I bet you're okay. both. I am actually both. So uh, I currently have a dog. I've had cats in the past. Uh, I have a little terrier. And so I'm, I'm actually both. So I, and I'm not to say I'm at. Who's easier? Probably cats are easier because they don't need to be walked. They don't need to be overtly trained. They don't need to have a lot of these expectations. So they are easier to own because of those reasons. Just because they're easier in those aspects doesn't mean that you can go away every weekend and just leave your cat, you know, a bowl of food and a litter box. They actually do want human companionship. It's just they don't need those extra physical activities necessarily. Mike, I think we've mentioned this once before on the show, but the people need to know, dogs or cats? I'm going to try not to get myself in trouble here like Charles Barkley did the other night when he said that cats aren't real pets. Did you hear about that? I didn't see that one. Yeah, it's, he said that he said that only old ladies own cats. <laughs> but uh, growing up, we always had dogs. We had poodles, labs, Aussies, little scruffy Benji dogs. So I definitely say dogs. What about you? Dogs, hands down. I wouldn't consider myself anti-cat. I'm just pro-dog. And my wife and I, we're those millennials who can be a little bit over the top when it comes to spoiling our dogs. We totally spoil ours, too, especially at dinner time. You know what our dog loves? Animal crackers. And sadly, I occasionally indulge that passion. Ironically, our dogs love bananas. You look at this bill in Florida, back to that for a second, are there parts of it that you would look at and say, yeah, this is a good idea? How about tying, I, oh, it just makes my blood boil when I see a dog tied up to a tree or, you know, something like that. 
So there are some people with limited means without yards. In the state of California, the dogs aren't allowed to be tethered to a stationary object for more than, I think, three hours. But they can be on like a trolley system, so a cable between two trees or two stationary objects. So the dog has the ability to go back and forth while not hanging itself. And often those dogs tied to stationary objects are perhaps in different socioeconomic areas. So, you know, you worry about kind of unintended consequences of these bills as well, too. How about dogs in the back of a pickup truck? Good or bad idea? Bad. But some people don't have the means to transport the dogs other than the back of a pickup truck. So, you know, when they don't have the ability to have them in the front of the truck or in their cab or inside, they need to be tethered safely with a harness and not by a collar. So when something happens, the dog doesn't fly out of the back of the truck. You mentioned that you have a dog. Does he or she get to stick their head out the window? So Maverick, he's short. He has to be on someone's lap in order to put his head out of the out of the car. So he'll do it for a minute or two, and then I think for him it gets too much. His, his fur blows too much of his face, and he's like, he's done. I'm Mike Rogers, and thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Berry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan and editorial support from Cooper Mall. And to keep listening, please subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got your own offbeat story, please share it with us. It's something offbeat at Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need to change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.